0: Well, hello, I'm here with Caitlin to tell you to update your iPhone. But before that, uh, the news that I'm I'm just hearing everywhere, everybody is mad at Elon Musk again, which is, of course, his whole thing, just like Donald Trump is to always do something outrageous to put himself in the headlines. But the latest thing is that he has um, decided to blame the downfall of Twitter's revenue on the Anti-Defamation League. Um, because they did, of course, a study after Musk took over and said, you know, you brought back the notorious bigots and anti-Semites and the amount of anti-Semitism and other bigoted content on Twitter has gone up. And they did say advertisers should pause their advertising on this platform because it's not safe. And uh, so this is, so Musk is now saying it's their fault and he's going to sue them for having cost him revenue by um, complaining about the anti-Semitism on Twitter. And he even brought up a famous ancient trope, which is that the Anti-Defamation League is what causes anti-Semitism, which is a really old story. It's the Jews' fault that everybody hates them because they have to be so annoying. And people say this about Black people too. This is just the most extreme, bottom-of-the-barrel racism where, um, you know, the people you're picking on, it's their fault for annoying me. They should just stay in their place and shut up. And... uh it's just amazing how openly, insanely bigoted he is. And so I listened to a couple podcasts and one of them was a New York Times podcast. They interviewed the head of the Anti-Defamation League. And he said, I met with Musk and talked to him and, and told him about the problem with the racism on Twitter. And I thought everything is fine. And then the next day he does this. He's going to sue us. Because He just follows like these alt-right figures on Twitter. And then they talk him into doing these stupid performative things. um, And, and, uh, it's, there's a, uh, a magazine I heard about on another podcast called Forward, which has a list of all the nasty anti-Semitic things Musk has said, a list of them so you can see. And uh, so anyway, it's, uh, it's amazing how disturbing it is. As all this racism comes back in America and uh, Musk is at the front of it and destroyed Twitter. And he's really down to blaming other people for all of his own actions. And there's another thing also hit the news about him is an older story that the more details have come out because of a book that came out about how when he cut Starlink in Ukraine, he did it because they were about to attack Russian ships with underwater drones. And he deliberately cut off Starlink to make them make that attack fail because he doesn't want to participate in attacking Putin. And, uh, you know, it is. Very disturbing how deeply the U.S. relies on him for space travel and for other things, and yet he is really not very loyal. Oh. It's, uh, so
1: so basically what you're saying is that Elon Musk is blaming the Jews for X's lack of profits.
0: It's Yeah, it's their fault for complaining. That's what caused the problem. It's not his fault for doing exactly—when he first took over, he said, don't worry, I'm not going to turn it into an alt-right toxic cesspool— and then he did that. He said, I know that would be bad. So then he did that. And, and by the way, the same thing, I think I heard from Florida. I haven't read an article about this yet, but I heard it on the podcast. Ron DeSantis' new t- new trick in Florida is to pass a state law that you are not allowed to call anybody racist. So that'll fix the problem.
1: Okay. Okay. They're getting rid of racism in Florida. But excellent.
0: Exactly. Literally. <laughs> yeah, you know, this reminds me of like like years ago there was a high school where one of the one of the students filmed the teacher saying racist things. And so the high school jumped into action and banned phones. Yes. So there we won't have that problem anymore. This is such an old technique. Shoot the messenger. There, the problem is fixed. Yes. Because I mean the ADL wouldn't be complaining, except that it's racist. But that's not the problem, it isn't it? It's racist. The problem is you're complaining about it. You should all just be happy that it's racist.
1: Yeah, exactly. This is yeah. the American. This is the this is the American system. The free speech for me, none for thee.
0: Yes, exactly. I mean, you have the right to complain and say you think this is racist. That's that is free speech. Yeah. No, you, well, not not anymore. You should in Florida, apparently. Yes, but in it, it's not hasn't hit that level nationally yet. No. Anyway, um, so uh, you've got the Chinese with their misinformation.
1: Yeah, so we're, we're talking about disloyal Americans. Um, yeah. And it's important to note that a lot of us can get caught up in, in disloyal behavior because China is putting out AI-generated images and memes and stuff to share on social media targeted towards Americans. Uh, so, and I do have to apologize to our audience. I'm recovering from a illness. I don't even know what it is. It's just bad. <laughs> um, I'm covered in boils and it's not fun. Um, anyway, so let's, uh, let me share uh, my screen. Um, Aha, here we go. So, oh, and it's a little small because I am very absent-minded this morning. There we go. I think that's good. Is that good? No, we still got a little on the right. There we go. Okay. That's fine. Okay. So, oh, and now my background is. all Anyway. So uh, this is an article on Forbes. This is written by Emma Wolcott and the title is China targets us voters with new AI misinformation techniques. And what's happening is that, like I said, China is using AI to generate memes and images to share on social media. And what's interesting is that these memes are aimed towards us citizens and they hit on hot, culture war issues. So if you thought that like the culture war was like ramping up and, you know, grandma sharing all those images, a lot of the times it turns out it's China that is like making the memes and getting it shared on social media to stir up trouble here in the U.S. and stir up divisions. Um, and so I want to remind everyone, all, all of the Americans in our audience, that we are all Americans, regardless of what side of the political spectrum you side on. You know, we agree left or right, we agree on like 99% of the issues. Like we, we like democracy, we like money. Um, I, I know Sam's like I know there there's that there's that twenty, thirty percent out there that disagrees, but but the vast majority of Americans, you know, believe in democracy. We we want to be successful, we we're not we're not hate mongers. You know, there's a lot of there's a lot of, yeah, there's there's a sizable amount of vocal minorities that that are these people but the best um americans just sort of agree on on most basic principles and you know it's important not to get caught up in these culture wars because it it makes our enemy stronger
0: i think you are taking a far too rosy analysis of the situation i think the last two elections and the republican primary show that there is a very large amount of americans that no longer believe in democracy and no longer feel like we should be united as one nation. And you know, Trump's front runner for VP is now Marjorie Taylor Green, who has openly called for a national divorce, splitting the nation into red and blue separate nations. It's um I think this but, is the problem. But well, it's what true, I'm that, saying is not true that 99% of us agree that America is great and we should have shared values. It's there's a lot of people, like 30 or 40 percent, that really are not on board with that anymore.
1: And a, a large part of that has to do with China. Influencing them behind the scenes, the, the sharing memes on social media,
0: well, stuff like that. Stirring China, the pot. China here is imitating Russia. Russia did this before, like mm-hmm. in the um 2016 election. And they they had humans doing it, not AI, but they made a whole they did exactly the same thing. And and the end analysis showed uh, they didn't convince that many voters. Some, but they said not that many people are affected by their influence campaigns. Yeah. I'm so I know I know China's trying to do it. But I think the jury is still out on whether it's really effective. What's surprising to me is that China is doing it because before this, Russia was the real enemy of America. And they said, we must crush the American system. Anything that hurts America is to our benefit. But China did not take that position because they're very economically linked with us. They're just basically a business partner. They don't see that hurting us benefits them. But now with the current hostility rising between US and China, they seem to be moving in that direction where they're just an enemy and they just want to hurt us, which is A significant uh degradation in our relations
1: right well regardless the united states is stronger united rather than divided so absolutely keep that in mind in our elections and politics going forward
0: well uh, uh, i cannot stand you know which lincoln said and so they killed him and put in a guy to increase the division so right well we still have the same problem exactly the same problem the same people pushing the same arguments we didn't really resolve the civil war no, we
1: didn't, but we we have to move past it. Yeah,
0: we really yeah. do. I'm yeah, I remember there was a time when I thought I felt sort of regretful that I missed the civil rights movement, but I didn't miss it. It's all back. We get to do it all again. Yeah. Anyway, it's um it's very I I have hopes that the Democrats will beat the Republicans a few more elections and the Republican Party will vanish and be replaced by another one that is less bigoted. But um, but we're gonna see. Right now it's kind of on a knife's edge.
1: I mean, and that's the thing too, is that you know we can agree on to disagree on most issues politically, uh, but bigotry is not one of those things that that we can just agree to disagree on. We have to either all agree that bigotry is wrong, or all agree that bigotry is great, and that's you know it. you you have you have to pick a side there.
0: Um, that's the civil war right there. Yeah. I mean, and from the from the southern point of view, it's those northerners being intolerant of our great system. You could say that. We're just not willing to put up with this. Yeah, I know. I'm
1: I, I will I will fully admit I am intolerant of bigots. Yeah. And you know, and if you're a bigot, I'm not gonna tolerate your behavior. So yeah. if you want to I you know that that is I'm talking about unity, but you know, yeah. that is that is one of the things that, that that causes disunity is is the idea that we should be bigoted towards people for
0: you know. Yes, but I really believe that. They really believe that they should have white supremacy, and everybody else should just be crushed down and not really able to vote, and not really be represented, and just be grateful for the crumbs that fall from the table of the white people who are in charge. They really believe that. It's only it's fashionable these days to be slightly indirect in saying it out loud, although not much. But that's really what it's all about.
1: Yes, we need to knock it off. Stop that, people. We're, we're... We do.
0: but america was founded on that principle and and they're the ones that have stayed true to our original founding and not this new reformed version that the rest of us brought in in like the 60s that
1: is true that is true our our version of america is very different from the founding fathers
0: yeah so we are the progressives that think america should evolve and get better and they are the reactionaries that want to want to stay with the original plan yeah yeah and it's, it's very, that's the American experiment is, can we all live together anyway, even though we have serious divisions of opinion, can we somehow compromise and a peaceful transition of power and all that? And uh, it's not so clear that we can.
1: Like, I, I really feel like the media is creating a lot of this division by creating these silos where you have people on, on both sides, on every side of the issue, siloing themselves off and being told that the other side is just bad people they're you know fascists um regardless of of if they're fascists or not and you know and if that's I don't the think case, it's
0: symmetric like you're making it sound
1: well i mean what i'm saying is, is that for example if you look at like january 6th mm-hmm. you know this has been said before and this is not exactly a hot take but if if it was true that the elections were stolen they would have been absolutely right in doing what they were doing and storming the Capitol. The problem is they were fed a steady diet of misinformation. yeah. And there was nothing in their lives or experiences to weed that out. And, yeah. and that's where this comes from, is that people are being fed steady diets of politically motivated partisan news. Yes. And it's cr- it's creating a warped view of American society.
0: Yes, I just, I just object to the both sides. Of I mean, the fact is, the stuff on the alt-right is dangerous and completely um, false, and the, the mainstream is tilted somewhat to the left, but not so much at all. I, mean, I heard another report of an interesting study, I think I saw this one a while ago, where they quizzed people on news items, and they found that people that watch Fox News know less about the news than people that don't watch the news at all. All they hear is lies. And that's certainly not true if you listen to the mainstream stuff. The mainstream stuff is somewhat on the left, but it's not like all lies—not even close. It's mostly accurate.
1: I, I mean, I never really thought of the Wall Street Journal as being on the left, but I mean, if
0: you're no, the Wall Street Journal is on the right, and their opinion page—they're—they're they're not far from Fox News actually, but they are at least somewhat accurate in print media. So, so who, on factual matters, what's a what's a left leaning? Oh, uh, uh, MSNBC is is famously the on the left right right. um but but, but, oh go on well and then and then cnn is a little to the left and i think pbs is probably a little to the left i think almost all um mainstream news sources are now a little bit to the left as a reaction to the craziness on the right but it's a much smaller effect than on the right where everything is just completely fictionalized and conspiracy theories and madness and stuff
1: no i I think I think you hit the nail on the head. Um, I, I think that a lot of times we, we talk about news being on the left. yeah. When in fact, what they're on is the side of, of accurate reporting.
0: They're which trying if, to be accurate, right. but they do have some sort of emotional responses, like they suppressed the COVID lab leak theory and the Hunter Biden laptop story, because they just assumed that was a lie because it sounded like all the other lies. And that's the kind of snap judgment that'll get you. That's why they're a little bit to the left. They're they're well, sort of they're sort of inflamed and, and angry at the right, and it pushes them to the left despite their attempt to try to stay in the middle.
1: I mean, if when when so let's look at the Hunter Biden laptop thing. Yeah. So, you are told, in the right wing circles are say that you know there's this Hunter Biden laptop, and it, it has all this stuff in it, and it's it's terrible. And it you has this no evidence
0: story that, would, that would, he left would, it at a place to be repaired. Yep. and The repair guy handed it off to somebody who gave it to Rudolph Giuliani. It all sounded outrageous.
1: Right. And you have no evidence, you okay. know, just to back it up. I mean, yeah. the, of course, most mainstream reputable sources are not going to report on this right away yeah, uh, until it's confirmed. Right. And so yeah. to, to, I think to, to call them left-leaning because they're not reporting on it right away, I
0: mean... They made a call based on the best yeah. evidence they have, but there was also... Um, a statement made at the time that this was probably russian propaganda just like the chinese propaganda we were just saying right that's why they really didn't want to report it that's why you know it's a really hard thing to present unbiased news you get these stories like that and then you get various opinions from experts and you try to decide whether to publish or not it's a really hard decision and you often right. turn right. out to make the wrong decision later
1: right i mean i, I guess to me is is if you watch something like msnbc they're clearly trying to get Democrats elected they, they have are. these talking heads that are just you know oh, the Republicans are bad Democrats are good
0: yeah it's you know paid, it's a paid it's a, a wholly paid subsidiary of the Democratic Party exactly and, and you know that shoots me I mean so I agree with them 90 percent of the time yeah. but I am yeah. aware I'm watching propaganda and, and right, remember, exactly. I, I used to have when I was on Twitter there's a woman there I correspond with and um she would watch Rachel Maddow and then angrily support her points and I said I love Rachel Maddow because she's a wonderful teacher but you have to understand you're watching left-wing propaganda and often she's way over the edge
1: Right, right and but then and then to say that you know and then if you compare it to something like the New York Times which is just very much a you know they take themselves very seriously with the news yeah. I yeah. mean and to say that oh they're both left-leaning wing I mean it's like
0: well, I new York I'm, times probably a little bit to the left like CNN but
1: when you say a little bit are they the, supporting the Democratic Party
0: supporting the democratic party and generally inclined to take a negative view of anything that comes from trump or the right um so they that's they've got a bad attitude about the right which i have too i sympathize with it but the fact is uh the right-wing people do not get a completely fair and unbalanced treatment there they just sort of get assumed that they're wrong and assume that they're lying and and assume that they have bad intentions it's it's the this is like the issue of good faith in conversation You don't go question someone's motives or assume that they're evil when you're talking to them. You assume we're trying to find the truth here. But I think the mainstream media no longer has that assumption of good faith in dealing with people on the right. And that's a pretty well-justified position to take. But it does mean that if the people on the right were to say something true, they probably wouldn't be believed anyway.
1: Well, like I said, I I, I have trouble comparing outlets like CNN you know, the New York Times, Washington Post yeah. to, to things like, you know, MSNBC, Fox News, Newsmax. I mean, there's they're on completely different sort of scales of politicalization. And plus, like like we said, that the, the right right now is peddling in a lot of lies, a lot of mistruth. And so if, if you want to tell the truth, there is this inherent quote unquote left-leaning bias, which I think is unfair. So for example, yeah. if you wanted to write a report, on climate change that is inherently going to be a left-leaning article even if it's scientifically supported right you know and everything and so that's it's it is unfair to frame the political landscape as having like all these like left-leaning mainstream media when in fact the vast majority of news stations that are real news that are just trying to get the news out there are just trying to do their goddamn jobs and they don't care about politics that much
0: yeah that's right yeah. Anyway, um, all right. So uh, that's China. Uh, I was amazed to see some good news from the UK. The UK has a really vicious spying bill and the UK has has passed a law that all the instant messengers and all the online services have to give the unencrypted stuff to the government when it wants it. And when they say, no, we want to have end to end encryption so we can't read it. They say, oh, figure it out write something you technical people will write something so we can see it even though you have whatever encryption you want and um the you know the the um WhatsApp threatened to leave the country and anyway they had this battle and the UK has pulled back saying they are not going to immediately enforce their online safety bill powers although it's still on the books and they still think you technical people could do this if you want to you could let us see the messages without compromising your security model and the uh We'll see how it turns out. But it seems to be a victory for the privacy advocates right now. Um, So that's interesting. Uh, The same thing's happening in the U.S., but the U.S. is much less pushy about it from the government side. The FBI and the NSA totally would like to spy on everything, but they haven't made much progress in passing a legal requirement to force everybody to hand over their their stuff and break the encryption. But the U.K. really has passed that rule, but they're not enforcing it yet. So we will see what happens. It might be that all the uh, encrypted apps will have to leave the U.K., but maybe not anyway um it's i've been involved in this for years and you know at first it seems like you could make a third party key cryptographic system that would work the problem is in practice if the police can get in then police will leak leak the key and lose it and get bribed and there'll be corrupt people and even the nsa can't keep their secrets anymore so the problem is it's really hard to imagine how you design a system that won't just catastrophically fail and leak. That seems to be what always happens in practice. If some third party has access to it, then that will leak out. And that's basically the position of the the technical companies saying we cannot let the government in without letting all the bad guys in the world in too. And that's uh, that's probably true in practice even though it, uh, it seems like you mathematically could do it. That's if you make the mathematically perfect assumption that like the cops have a key and nobody else has it. And all the cops are trustworthy, which is not that wise an assumption. Anyway, let me get to the one, which I thought was the most important. You got to update your iPhone.
1: Yes, please, everyone update your iPhones. Uh, there is um, some new spyware going around on iPhones, which is zero click. So this is on TechCrunch. crunch. This was written by Lorenzo. Uh, Bicchieri uh, and uh, Apple released an uh, update recently it was yesterday actually ta- uh, in which they patch uh, to zero day issues and the issues allow an attacker to push malware onto your phone you know without you having to click on anything and so the the actual article the the research is is here this is on uh, Citizen Lab um, oh, yeah. And it, and it's called the the exploit itself is called BlastPass, and what it uses is it uses PassKit to send attachments from one phone to another to execute code on somebody's device, and you don't have to click on anything or do anything uh, to get code execution. And it's been seen in the wild, uh, and so this is how like the NSO group uh, is able to like put you know spyware on government phones and stuff like that. So anyway, Apple released a big update and so if you do have an Apple iPhone or any sort of Apple portable device like an iPad update today um, this is important
0: uh, by the way I saw a discussion of this among people on Mastodon and one of them said if you had the enhanced security mode on your iPhone that would have blocked us you know they brought that out about six months ago there's a high security mode you can turn your iPhone on and okay. you're supposed to recommend it for like journalists and political figures that are at high risk so, that's another option you should consider. Putting on patches is good, and switching your iPhone to high security mode is a wise move, too. Very good. All right. And then there's another one about North Korea. This happened a couple of years ago, and now it's back again. Google's threat analysis group has found that the North Korean threat actors are targeting security researchers with fake social media profiles. They've done this before, doing things like offering you a job and such. So, they're. They're using social media like Twitter to build a report with their targets. Uh, and then after they make initial contact on X, they'll then move to Signal or WhatsApp or Wire. Once they've established a relationship, then they'll send you a malicious file that exploits a zero day and infects you. And by targeting security researchers, it's particularly of interest to the security researcher community. But I mean, being in any defined group gives you a vulnerability, but certainly security researchers. Are clearly vulnerable to this. You say, "I saw your talk; that was great." Here's something else. Here's a technical thing you should read this PDF or something. It's uh, pretty clear how it would work. And then the security researchers are fairly high-value targets that probably have interesting things like keys to GitHub repositories and other things that you would like to steal. So this
1: has happened to me. Um, really? I've had people. Yes, I've had people on LinkedIn contact me about you know jobs and stuff like that. And then they would want to move the conversation to like what app. Um, and so I've gotten very good at sharing pictures of AstroCat and pretty outfits and try to steer the conversation towards like new outfits for AstroCat. Um, uh, and um,
0: so you torment them.
1: I toward, oh, oh, absolutely. I know exactly what they're doing. So, uh, oh, God, the last time uh, that like they, they, they usually these people that are trying to spy on me and get into my systems want all my personal information. So they'll want my phone number they'll want everything so i just tell them i'm on the um a witness protection program <laughs> <laughs> and you know and, and just string them along and it, it's very funny they
0: you know well that's good <laughs> you know i think yeah yeah well anyway it's a thing for security professionals to be aware of and you got oh, yeah. another james Webb telescope picture
1: I do. So this is actually really, really cool. Uh, unlike the other James Webb Telescope well, photos, they keep saying they're stunning pictures, but they don't look that pretty usually. There. Well, I'll explain this this photograph in okay. a second. So let, let's let's take a look. Um, so the James Webb te- Space Telescope took this picture of a supernova, uh, and so this was. Um, a supernova that you could see in the night sky in like the 1600s. This was the Kepler supernova, I believe. Yeah. So in 1604, uh, there was a giant supernova. Everyone saw in the sky, um, and this was from a um, from a sister galaxy orbiting the Milky Way. So I think it's um, where was it? The, it's from the Large Man Man Manula. Man- 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 gl- yeah. Cloud. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> um, uh, and yeah, so it was this a big supernova, and James Webb Space Telescope pointed its uh, camera at the supernova refer- uh, remnant and took this picture. And what's interesting is like, like I said, this was only 600 and you know, 40 years ago, so it hasn't had that much time to really expand. But you can clearly see the aftermath of this supernova uh, in this planetary nebula. Um, And the other thing that's really cool is that because James Webb uses a infrared camera, not only can we see it, we also see the internal structure a little bit of the, um, of the, of the nebula of the supernova remnant. So that's really cool. Uh, And so it looks like the outside is like the hydrogen. And then some of the heavier elements are there in the center. You can see the sort of the blast pattern Mm -hmm. in the center. I mean, it's very, it's it's detailed for what it is, and and keep yeah. in mind this is not inside our galaxy. This is a super remnant uh, nova, uh, super nova remnant yep. um, in the Large uh, Magellanic magent- Cloud. Yeah, uh, I, I swear I I studied astronomy for a long time. Um, anyway, <laughs> it's uh it it's it's
0: really cool. Yeah, yeah, very good. All right, and I got one last one I thought was amazing. Proton Mail had a flaw, which has been fixed, but the flaw was very interesting. There's a write-up on uh, sonarsource.com from Paul Gersta, and they found a way to do cross-site scripting in Proton Mail, and they did it a way I've never seen before. Um, they there's um, they make a scalar vector graphic SVG tag that includes the start of a style and the end of a style and then it has the um a fake style ending mark inside the alt tag for an anchor tag and they show that when the sanitizer at proton mail changes the svg tag to a proton svg tag that changes how this is parsed and apparently one form of parsing will not look inside parameters and the other form will so this is like the ultimate problem web browsers and HTML, I talk to my class all the time in my class. The insane thing about HTML is your web page is not written in just one language. It has a bunch of other languages embedded inside the same file, which is mad and leads to all these problems. So you're able to confuse the browser into misparsing it. Mismatching, opening and closing tags, and therefore having the ability to execute cross-site scripting, which they can use to steal information from the user and break into their proton mail account. So this is why uh, securing the web is so difficult because web pages are such a miserable technology composed of many components written in different languages, which leads to the same result as if your company has like people talking Japanese and people talking English and people talking German and they're trying to work together. it's It's a fundamentally poor system. If they just wrote everything in fortran the way god intended then we wouldn't have so many of these problems but anyway um it was a cute problem and a, a very interesting one technically to see how they did it anyway i think that's it um so i guess we'll have another one of these on tuesday